Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective from the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I got my boy in a place to be, J.O. As always, Jay joining me here today. And for those of you all listening, by the time you hear this, I want to hope that all the fathers out there had a great Father's Day and a restful Father's Day. And thank you all, of course, for everything that you do. So appreciate you. And of course, a special happy Father's Day to my boy Jay, who's here with us, but then also my boy DT, and then also Damo, who's not with us here today. So fellas, salute as always, man. So definitely take the time to enjoy the day when you get a chance. Want to take the time out to thank all the listeners out there worldwide for continuing to push the show out there. Had a great showing for the month of June, and we got some great things coming up, a couple of bonus segments coming up. So please make sure if you're following the vault, that you actually stay tuned because we got some special treats coming up just for the summertime. As we always like to say here in the vault, hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics. And today, Jay, we're going to go back, of course, 25 years back again. Seems to be a recurring theme this year on the vault, being as though we're doing albums from 91, 96 and 2001. So we're going to go back to 1996 and we're going to go back to June 18th, 1996. And the debut studio album from the boot camp click and duck down records helter skelter ruck and rock of course ruck then known as his rap name is ruck you all know him better as the late great sean price aka the barbarian and of course the rockness monster who make up helter skelter released on duck down records so a couple of background background information as well here with Nocturnal recorded between 95 and 96. The studio sessions took place at Chung King Studios, a dollar a cab at the legendary D&D Studios and, of course, unique recording studios as well. Production on this, the executive producer was Drew Hodge, Drew Friedman, and executive produced as well by none other than Buckshot. Production on this featured as well by the beat miners, Buckshot, but then also other production by the likes of Sean Price, Lord Jamar, E. Swift, Supreme, Sean J. Period, and Shalik, and had guest appearances from OGC, the original Gun Clappers, Illinois representatives, and the ever-talented R&B songstress veteran, Vinia Mojica. Runtime of 65 minutes and 12 seconds. So, Jay, here we are, man, with Helter Skelter Nocturnal. Coming out in June of 96, right in the middle of the summer. Uh, This, of course, the third project that was released by the Boot Camp Click out of Duck Down Records. The first being Into the Stage by Black Moon. The second being Smith & Wesson's The Shining, which we covered last year on The Vault. And this being the third one. Very interesting, though, the approach of this album. Um, This came out during a time and in a year where obviously hip hop had a lot of depth. There were a lot of fire projects that were coming out during that time, but you know, bootcamp click and duck down were kind of a little bit under the radar because they weren't like, you know, commercially successful per se. Right. You know, we saw a lot of them on rap city, 
You know, <laughs> a lot of them on Rap City, and you would see some stuff on the box, and you but you really sort of had to be into them in order to really get the crew and and everything that they did. Outstanding projects. The first from Black Moon and the other one from Smith and Wesson. This was the third one though. Let's go ahead and go back twenty five years and let's talk about you and your memories of this album when it first came out listening to it what you thought and then after listening to it this past week getting ready to review it again after it turns 25 what you think oh yeah man like um yeah again takes me back to junior high because i remember like um la flor la flor Shkoshka came out that yeah. was like the the single off there and like you said it was getting plenty of play on like the box and bt and everything even the radio to a degree from what i can recall but like you know what I'm saying? i was already like kind of had my eye on like you know what I'm saying the BCC at that time like and like you said they weren't really commercially successful you had to be kind of in the hip hop to really peep their movement you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and yeah. I try to think like early nineties I mean yeah it was more so Wu Tang this Wu Tang that and I and I love the Wu at the same time yeah like the BCC was a close second for me so yeah you know what I'm saying I was like I, where I might have rocked rocked like cash was everything around me i was still rocking like one time or you know um mm-hmm. how many mcs must get dissed and yeah. in this case like yeah you know what i mean like so they still have bangers too and honestly i mean we could have gone back as, as recent as like last week this this is still in my rotation to this day yeah. like yeah yeah buddy and i've listened to, i listened to it so much back then especially like that renaissance of 96 it was like you know it was like almost like it never left for me so yeah indeed yeah man this boot camp clip was man it was like, you're absolutely right. You had to be into hip-hop to really know about them, right? But if you were into hip-hop, the segment of their fans that really, really rocked with them were like a loyal group of fans. And they didn't just rock with just one person from the crew. They rocked with everybody from the crew. Like, those of us who were Boot Camp Click fans, you rocked with Enter the Stage when it came out, when The Shining came out, when Disjoint came out. You know, when the compilations came out after Sean Price left and made his solo career, a legendary solo career, might I say, you rocked with all of it. And when you went to their shows, I mean, I remember going to a duck, uh, when Duck Down came back into the area, I think in 2006. And at this point, you know, Sean and Rock had gotten back together and it started recording again as Helter Skelter. And the show, it was like, oh, man, someplace... I don't remember exactly where it was in Virginia, but the place was packed and all you could be at or what you smelled weed. You know what I'm saying? That's what you saw. You know what I'm saying? And everybody just sort of rocked, but the energy was like really, really high, man. So you rocked with them. I always thought something was interesting with Helter Skelter in particular because of the type of quality of MCs that they were. Don't knock on Buckshot because he was a solid to good MC. I would even say bordering on great MC especially because he had a uniqueness around him. Smith and Wesson, obviously, you know, with Tech and Steel, they were definitely great MCs as well and had a uniqueness about them. But I think that what Sean and what Rock, what Ruck and Rock brought to the table was something almost that the other two couldn't bring to the table. It It was like they were expert MCs and like the type of music that they were making. You know, like this music, when you listen to this album, it's getting that beat minor sound, but then also getting like stuff produced by Buckshot and getting produced, you know, things by DJ Evil D and then E Swift, who was from the Alcoholics and Sean J. Period. Like that very, it was a very dark, I would even say probably grimy, but it just felt like, you know, solid. Like there's no flash to this album. It's beats and rhymes. It's beats and rhymes, but it's almost 
like no shine on the album, but it's beats and rhymes at an exceptional level for a very consistent level throughout the 17 tracks that are on here. So I rocked with this really, really hard. And as you said, this is still in my rotation and I hadn't listened to this. I would say maybe in a couple of years, I think the last time I listened to it was on the anniversary of Sean Price's death, which he died in 2015 which kind of hit right. all of us out of nowhere because he passed away in his sleep. But the thing that I loved about the two of them is that they complemented each other so well, Ruck and Rock. Everybody knows, like Sean Price, the Barbarian. What else are you going to say, man? Mike Tyson, all these different other nicknames that he has. He was an exceptional MC even back then. Like, I would even venture to say that despite all the different, you know, theatrics from 1996, that you could possibly put him up there with the best MCs who were out even back then. You know, you could see his, hear his bars on here. And then mm -hmm. the Rockness Master. I mean, come on, dog. Like, to me, you Man. talk about a dude that has... Like the voice, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, I'm just going to say like, he, yeah, man, he has bars, but it's like the voice is sort of like what separates him from like 99% of the rappers out there. He has one of the most unique voices. And I, I feel like I say this frequently about people, but out of the thousands and millions of rappers that are out there, you can't really replicate that type of voice. You know, I, I say he's in my top five as far as like most unique and ill voices in hip hop. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and then of course on the on the lines of that Lafleur Lafleur Escoska, he got probably to me he has a top three yes yes y'all out there. I mean, come on, ain't nobody right, got right. a yes yes y'all like the Rockness <laughs> Monster. You know what I mean? But very dark. But it's like you didn't need no flash with this. They had yeah, Le, you know. LaFly ended up making it up to number 75 on the Billboard Hot 100. That was the biggest hit they've ever had. But you didn't need them to have number one hits because they had a consistent sound that if you were a hip-hop head you're really into and you love hip-hop, you can appreciate. So there we go with that. So now let's get into our highlights, man. Right into it, Jay. So what are your highlights? You know, 17 tracks on here, a few skits, man. But just go into just a few of your highlights, if you could just put a few out oh, there. Oh, man, just a few. So, um, <laughs> shoot, man, the intro, bro, that train is like a whole vibe, you know, like. Yeah. And, like, I could just ask it's about the intro, like, because I remember, like, coming home from school sometimes, like, and you know how the red line runs, or even coming home from work sometimes, like, and, mm -hmm. of course, it's the days, so, like, we had CD players and stuff. You know, like, when you come from Union Station, it's like Rhode Island Avenue, and it goes oh, up yeah. on that platform. Uh-huh, yeah. And you like overlooking the city. Yeah, yeah. That just puts like it just puts a whole vibe in your head, bro. Yeah. Like seriously. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so, I, 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 I'm picturing it here with you. So yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that one then um of course La Flor La Flash Koshka. I love the joint therapy featuring mm. me and Mojica. Yes. Soldiers gone psycho, like even watching like the recording session, it was in that joint just vibing like it just like hyped it up that much more. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, place to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Operation Lockdown, I would say like a few of my highlights. I can go on, but Keep yeah, going. I was going to stop right there with it. Yeah. Now, I, I hear you, man. My highlights. I love the intro, like you said there. They're bringing in with the Rang Wonder as well. Introducing, you know, Ruck and Rock and them killing it on that first beat produced by Buckshot and Lord Jamar. I love understand though, and the yeah. beat of understand. Like to me, Sean Price killed it on that verse. Rock killed it on that joint too, as well. The song Sean Price with Illinois, mm. Sean got out on that too, man. You really get to see him flex his muscles on this album. Yeah. The concept of therapy, the fact that it's a therapist and a patient, 
and you got Rock playing the patient and Sean Price playing the therapist and the stories they sort of trading them in between each other with Vinnie Mojica on that hook. I mean, uh, uh, you've listened to the, the vault before. Y'all can know what, how we feel about Vinnie Mojica and the different albums we reviewed that she's been on, whether it was the main ingredient with Pete Rock and CO Smooth or Black on Both Sides with Most Def. She's perfect. And for this time frame, she was perfect. Uh, definitely place to be. I got to agree with you there. The fact that, you know, you got Rock and Ruck sort of going back and forth with each other in regards to like, yo, trying to convince the listener, like, yo, you want to be on my side when the shit go down. Soldier's gone psycho. I got it. Man. <laughs> Man. They both really got busy on this joint. Produced by Baby Paul. The Fab Five track. I mean, this is the single off of the album, man. The first one, La Fla, La Fla, Eskoshka. That video was kind of crazy. It was very basic. All you get is like yeah. them sitting there doing a two-step and them <laughs> rhyming. But you know what I'm saying? It just kind of all worked out. That was like, you know, quintessential mid-90s. If you're going to make a hip-hop video for those who ain't got the budget or ain't trying to blow no budget on nothing, like, yo, let's go out here and let's do this, right? Um, yeah, they made it fun, too. Exactly. So. They did make it fun. Absolutely. The Operation Lockdown, um, that video, to me, I remember that. It kind of, like, weirded me out at first because... You know what I'm saying? You got Sean with the face paint on his face and, mm -hmm. you know, Rockness got the Indian headdress on his head and everything. And it's like that beat, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like that beat produced by E. Swift again by the Alcoholics. Just amazing, amazing song. It kind of just kind of draws you in. The But those are my immediate highlights. I yeah. thought I, I thought the Wiggy was I. Right. It was because mm -hmm. I got the concept of the song. You know what I'm saying? I've seen right. some places where I read where people say they didn't really like that joint that much. You know, but mm. but I thought it was cool. I don't I don't really have any lowlights on this album, man. Um, it's, I, I can't say I do either. Like, oh yeah, but going back to Operation Lockdown, you know they made two videos for that joint, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It was like yeah, the one where they was like going in like the Native American costumes, but then it was like another one just like, like straight staircase gutter shit gutter like, shit yeah uh-huh yeah you know what i'm saying like i think i think that would match the beat more in my opinion yeah mm-hmm yeah i, I, I did to see if i could find it later but yeah they made like, like i was like i was wondering mm -hmm. why they make two videos for it but like yeah it just, mm -hmm. made, it just made me think about it yeah yeah man I, I don't i don't really have any low lights on this i mean to me like i said it's consistent what you're getting through here is that you don't have that one track that's like the outlier like why the hell did they put this joint on the album why the hell right. did this song pull on this? Even the skits, you know what I'm saying? Like the getting ass, getting ass skit with Sean Price on it. And they, this is, they had Vinnie Mojica on there as well, which <laughs> is so crazy. Right. My man trying to figure out what you're doing tonight, man. You know, I ain't doing nothing either. You know what I'm saying? You might as well come over. Like that shit had me cracking up laughing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like in the who that and everything else, that shit had me rolling. Just they're kind of like unique humor. You know what I'm saying? Sean, despite all his, you know, things on the mic, he was definitely a dude. Anyway, you listen to any of those interviews, people talk about Sean Price. He was definitely a clown in the studios at times. Right. He definitely was the comic relief when it came to sort of loosening people up. That's sort of like his thing. You get into the studio, y'all smoking and some shit come up and y'all record some shit like this. But very consistent album, not into something that seems out of place. Like, yo, this shit don't really need to be on this album. Yo, they could have did without this. Like, nah, you don't get that here. But very consistent among the quality on it all along the, those 65 minutes that you hear throughout the album. So now we're going to get into notable quotables. I have one here in particular. I actually just pulled this one right before we came on the air because I, I figured that this is the one I was going to go to. But, Jay, you got a notable quotable? I got a couple, but, like, I mean, 
a place to be. Like I just love like how Sean Price just starts his verse all the time. Buenos dias, you know me as Rock L. Numero uno, Papa uno, sucking dick to your chick. Like yeah, I would never mm-hmm. thought like the, the Buenos dias, you know buenos me as, and then like yeah. <laughs> and he was like the way he ended his verse like before Rock started his dreams, but even Rock dreams like he was yeah. like. Somebody tell the fact that she's up in five minutes. Like so she's up in five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on place to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. My notable quotable comes from Understand, and it's uh, Rock Sean Price's first verse, where he comes out like Celtic Celtic start storming. You're up for dreaming. It's morning the morning. People who jail my name ring bells like doormans. A warrant for the arrest of a militant menace who serve heads like tennis with words that diminish. Bust the scrimmage, I call the high post play. Dish off the center, fold a quick lay. Slay, anybody come in my lane gets blown out the frame by the flipster and lames. Look, who's getting this swift with this pugilist equipped with the lyrical gift to flip scripts? People duck sick. Don't want to touch that rough, that ruck kick. They break bones like Roy Jones. Decoys rolling, but they can't mess with my people. Hey, you step to the ruckus, recognize I be lethal. I get spit it whack. Blacks get tactics, make it hard for any infiltrator to attack this. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> I get that. Bars on top of on bars. On top of bars, like. man. It's t- and then and, and the other the great thing is a highlight on this album were the hooks. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than the hooks that Vinny and Mojica sung, they found a way to be able to incorporate great hooks that were that weren't like repetitive. They seemed like to really change it up on every single hook that they had on here. This one in particular, you had the point where they were sort of going back and forth with each other, and they would have the you know alternated like rock, you know, understand. Help the skelter only me will understand. The walls with everything outside your door, outside your understand. Door, understand. I beat the RO, he be are you understand. understand. It can happen happen to, to you. you. Exactly. So it's like they did a really great job of actually like, you know, doing these hooks, man. Like I said, very, very well done. I had to d- I was I was gonna say another one like on um soldiers gone soldiers gone psycho like mm-hmm. With rock straight from the under, I make niggas wonder why I tap jaws, rock black eyes. See, I never think about things I be doing, lives I ruin, and this here shit be pursuing. My parabellum be swelling, southern barrels when you dwelling with Caucasoids, you void. My mm-hmm. niggas rebelling, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did go, go crazy Fire. on those few bars <laughs> right there, like, whoa, man, come on. Like, crazy, man. <laughs> and so this is where I kind of go and I take the conversation next. Like, <laughs> we talk about, like, okay. And to the stage, obviously classic. The Shining, mm-hmm. obviously classic. Disjoint. We'll get to that one in a second. But when you start to talk about the boot camp click releases, and I start to look at those three in particular, it's really hard for me to kind of really score those three together in regards to if you're going to rank them. Because you listen to Into the Stage one second, you're like, oh, yeah, without a doubt, that's number one. You go and listen to The Shining the next, and you're like, oh, yeah, without a doubt, that's number one. And then you listen to this joint and then you're like, I don't really know which one is number one now, <laughs> you know? So just like those early boot camp releases, just your thoughts on those three. And if, if you were going to rank one, one, which one would it be? Mm, good question. Like, I don't know if I can rank ones. Each one brought something new to the table. Like you mm, were saying earlier with yeah. like, you know, rock and rock, like, you know what I'm saying? They sounded a different way than, even though it was all in the same camp with, you know what I'm saying, like Black Moon and Smith and Wesson, but yeah, dang, there was so many bangers on here, but like, yeah. I even think back like Black Moon into the stage, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that ain't the Black Smith and Wesson, that ain't that, 
yeah. still like reverberates in my head, like just that hook, like yeah. Any man test my them cling for me, gun, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's that just being in Brooklyn, listen to that joint, dude. That joint will put you in a whole other mental state, bro. Exactly, man. And like I, I don't know. It was just something about that time, something about that sound. And with them, it was sort of like, you know, they as a clique sort of had the understanding like, yo, I ain't really trying to be on the radio. Fuck all that. You know, I don't right. like, nah, man. What we're going to do is we're going to rock out. We're going to make these the solid ass hip hop. We're going to make these banging ass beats, hard ass rhymes. And we're going to do this shit together as a crew. And we're going to rock it. And like another thing that I kind of was, I was a little bit, you know, miffed by after looking at it even now. Like there wasn't any Smith and Wesson on this album. Like you imagine if there would have been a track True. with Rock and Rock and there's Tech and Steel. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> if, yeah. if this album is missing anything, that's what it's missing. It's missing a feature for Smith and Wesson on here. Like yeah, that's I know they the, collaborated in the past. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that would have been perfect for this joint. Yeah, man. I mean, like you, you talk about. The four best MCs, I would have to say, probably even the boot camp clip. No, no, again, no slight to buckshot. But those four right there, man, brought it when you talk about their back to back projects and back to back years. And they would put out albums after this. They came out with Magnum Force in 1998. It just wasn't the same. And then uh, eventually they ended up breaking up because there were problems, you know, duck down as a label sort of faded from consciousness. There were disputes between people and members and. You know, they sort of faded once we got into the 21st century. They sort of reunited Bootcamp Click as a click altogether. They ended up coming back together around 2008, 2006 and put out an album. And I was hoping that we would have gotten another project from them. But then Sean passed away in 2015. Uh, Rock has put out a project since then. And he still, to me, has his fastball. I think he still got bars and can still do it, but hmm. it's just obviously, you know, you're not going to get the same thing. I felt like the two of them, man, complimented each other so well, and Sean had the skills to be able to stand by himself. I think Rock probably did too, but I think that it really was a little bit different than with Sean, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think they complimented so well. Like, Sean could probably stand on his own, but Rock, I don't I don't know exactly what it was. He put out some projects, you know what I'm saying? But they were yeah. together, though, the two of them were... It was magic, you know what I'm saying? So magic I, on I record. Keep, yeah, I keep it a buck. I, mean, I was like fiending for a, a rock solo project like for years, dude. Just yeah. like yeah, because I've, I've even heard like freestyles of rock did like you know what I'm saying? Because like he had a couple joints like he did like over the years, but like rock the streets, they they need your voice out there, man. Yeah, like, you know that you know that voice is unmistakable, like unmistakable. Like yeah, as soon I mean, as you hear eventually, it, eventually, I mean, he did one, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was hoping like it was it'd been some stuff like throughout the '90s, maybe early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, better late than never, but I mean, yeah. at that era, I mean, I think it would like stood out that much more. Plus, going back to what you said about like, you know, how they weren't really sweating, you know, radio playing all like that. I wish like it would have been nice. I mean, could you imagine like, how that would have been now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, especially since it's like so many more outlets as far as music now. It's not just radio, yeah. BT, MTV, the box. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have like SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. Like, I think the movement would have like, would have been that much more strong if they would have either been out now like as a new group or they would be able to continue that momentum from back then until now yeah 
I mean, could you imagine if they were still together right now and if they were even if they even did a tour just based off of their old stuff and maybe some of their new stuff? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, they probably could do a 20 city tour in some medium sized venues or some smaller venues that can sell out wherever they go. I mean, sure, I'd be there. I'd be exactly like they were there and they were still like, yo, Hel- Helder Skelter, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm, I got the ticket, whatever the ticket is, whatever cost, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, people our age definitely would have been there. Folks older than us would have been there. Folks even a little bit younger than us would have been there. So just I would have hoped that we would have heard more from that man. But we got this joint. So this is what we can sort of hold on to for quite some time. True. So now we're going to get to the test. Final test, the test of the time to see whether it's a certified classic, borderline classic, classic just in this time or not a classic at all. And then, of course, ranking from seven to ten, seven that you don't feel as strongly about it and ten that you feel strongly about it. So, J-Man, what say you? I'm saying classic and I'm saying ten out of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I say certified classic as well and I say ten out of ten as well. To me, if I were to pick probably on a top five of the most slept on albums in 96 that probably either were forgotten or have sort of fell by the wayside throughout all the other ones that came out this year. This would definitely be in my top three, probably number one, because we talk about all the albums that came out in 96. I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about this and not the hip hop heads. I mean, obviously people like you and I haven't forgotten about it, but I think that if we were to poll people who went to school with us, whether it was when I was in middle school, we were both in middle school, we went to high school. If you were to sit there and poll majority of them that said they listened to rap music, I think a lot of them would have forgotten about this already. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. those of us who know, we know. You know I mean, so I think that it's a little, it's still even after all the greatness, 25 years under the radar, because it wasn't a big commercial hit, I think folks sort of forget about it. But the heads know, though. 10 out of 10, certified classic for me, same for Jay. Nocturnal by Helter Skelter, 25 years old this week. Please make sure you go check it out. Listen to it. I'm telling you, for those of y'all who claim to be Sean Price fans, if you're a Sean Price fan and you haven't listened to this, then you're not really a Sean Price fan. Because some of y'all don't even know that Sean Price is rock. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'll talk, man. If you didn't know Sean is rock, then you're not really a Sean Price fan. Go back and listen to this. Nocturnal by Helter Skelter. 25 years old this week. Wherever you can get music, man, go and check it out. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on social media. You'll be seeing some things coming from us this week as we post the episode as things come up. And as a reminder, we are going to have some bonus episodes coming up soon, just in time for the summer times. I have a special bonus episode I'm coming up with about the 30-year anniversary to Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeffs, the classic summertime. And I'm also got a bonus episode about the top summer jams about the summer of 96. And I think that y'all will enjoy that, man. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. But that is going to wrap it up here on The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the bio on any one of our social media pages, you'll get to the link tree. There you'll find all of our streaming sources and, of course, all of our social media pages. You can follow The Vault Classic Music Reviews on at Vault CMR Podcast on IG at vault classic on twitter and also the vault classic music reviews podcast search us on facebook and on youtube like the facebook page subscribe to the youtube channel interact with us on social media let us know what you think we do it here all for you we appreciate the support and if you have a friend tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud but not too loud 
And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8.